That was a cool guitar noise. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about guitars, a podcast (laughs) about ghosts and stuff. You actually did the, you held the the fake guitar. Mm Mm-hmm. They can't see you. Well, yeah, but it helps me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about things like cryptozoology. Urban legends. Oh, we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ghost stories. My haunted guitar. Your haunted guitar. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) My haunted theremin. Oh, those are haunted. Yeah, they are. They sound like a ghost. Anything spooky related, really. We sure do. Uh, Every single week since uh, a little while ago, a couple uh, couple weeks ago, (laughs) Linz and I... We'll both research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go to Guitar Center, and I will go to Sam Ash. In, in but we but we both go play acoustic guitars poorly, and then we reconvene in our house and discuss what haunted or spooky thing we've researched with each and every one of you and each other for the first time ever. Ever get a load of that one, Rhonda and Rarold. So this week, our episode is for Rhonda and Rarold. Uh, hey, before we get into the show, there is a big sale going on right now in the Scavengers Network store. I believe every single thing in the store is 10% off. Nice. Nice, Ron. And so, Rarold. Nice, Rarold. So if you go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out the store... Pick up a Spooky Spouses mug. Pick up a silly hat. Pick up a fun shirt. Pick up a pick up sticks. Last week, <laughs> we talked about the cryptid Coco. We sure did. Um, we also talked about the Vampire of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. We sure did as well. In the PG version. The most PG version we could get. Yeah, we absolutely did. Now, quick disclaimer to everybody. Uh, you might hear Molly whining a little bit more this episode but today she's being particularly needy yeah very well she's usually needy today she's super needy yeah so uh a little bit behind the scenes molly either there's three things she either lays by Lindsay and makes Lindsay scratch her she does the same to me or she lays by the wall uh there's really no in between yeah so whenever you're listening to the show know that one of us is probably petting molly to keep her uh calm down yeah she's terrifying <laughs> she's terrifying and well, we're she's terrified if she doesn't get pets yeah and we're terrified of the noises she'll make if we don't pet her yeah because sometimes it's loud very loud yeah very loud well i guess we'll just hop right in yeah do it up okay i'll do it up much exciting news i mean it's memorial day tomorrow Uh we hope everyone has a good holiday and celebrates nicely and remains safe and makes good decisions yes what are we doing don't be drinking too much of that grape juice no don't be sipping too much scissor yeah and if you do call an uber I thought you were going to say call an ambulance and if you do well you might if it's actual scissor you might need to call an ambulance you might uh, what are we doing for, to, well, when people listen to this today, which will be Monday, we're recording this on Sunday, what are we going to be doing? Not much, I don't yeah. think. I mean, tonight we have big plans of eating asparagus and tofu. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah. how wild we get. Yeah. That's pr- yeah, it's probably going to sum it up this I, weekend. I think that'll do her. Maybe, okay, well, what, what, what about this before we get into it? What's one thing that you want to do tomorrow? 
maybe go for a big walk. That's what I was going to say. I'd like to go for a hike. Okay. All right. If you're still listening, we do talk about <laughs> scary stuff. We sure do. And Lindsay, I have some breaking booze for you. Okay. And for all of our listeners. Are you even ready for this? Is it another Bigfoot thing? There's been a lot of Bigfoot sightings. I don't know what to tell you. There's been a ton. Tis the season. It springs Bigfoot season? I think so. Yeah, because now I'm not trying to be yucky. I'm not trying to be gross. Yeah. But... When okay, so let me ask you this. Where you're going with this? You and I are sitting outside in the morning on our little porch. We see animals chasing one another or making very loud sounds, typically for mating time. Or they need their coffee. Or they need their coffee. I do in the all the time. You do the same noises when you need your coffee. Hey, hey, hey! (laughs) Yeah, I yell and I shout. Um, Well, tell me about this Bigfoot. What is he doing? This happened in Oklahoma. Okay. Which I think this could be because I don't remember many things that we talk about. I think this could be our first Oklahoma Bigfoot sighting. Yeah, I don't think we talk about Oklahoma very often. If anyone pays closer attention to our own show than we do, uh, let us know if we've actually talked about Oklahoma or Bigfoot. I mean, I don't think we pay attention to our show much at all. It's hard to because we talk so much. We can't so even much. remember what we talked about the week before. No, Lindsay. We have to discuss it before the show because we're yeah. like, what did we talk? And then as soon as we say it, we remember. Uh-huh. It's like idea permanence yeah. or object permanence. Either way. So this happened in Oklahoma and a full entire family saw a Bigfoot. Just one Bigfoot. One Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, hey, this is something fun. It was in Cleveland County in Oklahoma. Oh. We grew up in Cleveland. but the Ohio. Ohio. Thank Not you. Oklahoma. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who refused to remain, or sorry, a woman who wanted to remain anonymous and also refused to, and also refused to provide an exact location of the incident. She reported this to the BFRO. Now, one thing I like about this report is it said the alleged incident. Okay. So they're not saying the for sure definitive real life actually happened Bigfoot sighting. Even the BFRO is saying the alleged incident. So they don't even believe that she saw a Bigfoot. They're, I bet you they do, but I think in order to be a little bit more cautious, they're saying, well, we didn't see it and we don't have proof. Okay. And maybe it's because this woman didn't say exactly where it happened. And I know people in the BFRO love any excuse to go out to where it happened and investigate or like look around or like. Why wouldn't she say where it happened? Maybe they did, she, she didn't want anybody on their property because I guess they live in like a pretty expansive piece of land where it's pretty secluded. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I can understand not giving out your exact location or the approximated I would. location. Yeah. Y- you saw a Bigfoot. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Tell people where it's at. I mean, unless it had, unless she had a special bond with that Bigfoot, like maybe it was like a Harry and the Henderson situation where she was scared at first and then she's like, oh, you're just a big gentle giant. Yeah, you're my friend. I'm going to tell people I saw you, but I won't tell them where. I promise. I promise I won't <laughs> tell them where. Now, please do a front flip. <laughs> now, do a front flip and tell me three of your favorite things you like to do. Midair. Three. What do you mean? Front flip oh. midair, and while it's in the front flip, gotcha. you have to say those three things really quick. Right. Walking, chocolates, napping. That's what I would That's say. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I would think Why so. Why chocolate? 
Well, maybe you got a hold of some chocolate. Ooh. Like at a campsite. Yeah, oh, yeah like s'mores. Yeah, or broken into someone's house. they probably just like the whole s'mores. Like, they probably scavenge for the marshmallows, the crackers. Oh, all separately? Yeah, and then they get them all together, and then that's how the Sasquatches unite. They're like, mm. oh, well, the Cranston family... Cranston. <laughs> ...has the crackers, or the yeah. graham crackers. Yeah. And, like, the Leopolds have the chocolate... Leopolds? Yeah, you know, casual Bigfoot last names. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. What's your casual family name? Grantfin. The Grantfins? <laughs> the Grantfins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, really quick, how good are s'mores? They're very good. Man, they're so good. They're messy, but they're good. They are. Now, eating messy foods usually makes me kind of nervous, but I will eat s'mores all the time. Yeah. Okay, so this happened on a dirt road. They were driving towards their home. Okay. Never seen anything like this before. Nope. How and long I, did they live there? It didn't say how long they lived there, but they live, they, they obviously own, well, they, they have children, at least one son, okay. who's old enough to talk back and forth with the mom. So let's just say maybe that's three or four years old, perhaps, to help, to hold like at least like intelligible conversation a little bit. Yeah. Like even if it's like, well, my feet are down here at the bottom of my legs. That's still intelligible conversation. It's good that their feet are on the bottom of their legs and not the top. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Think about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how, how long they've owned the property, but I think for a while they have a home there. They have some animals there, some livestock, big a big piece of land. A Bigfoot. A Bigfoot piece of land. The woman says, quote, We stopped at the mailbox and started talking to my husband, who I'm assuming was at the mailbox. My oldest son... <laughs> Wait. What if her husband's dead? And she <laughs> just, she's talking to ghosts, too. She should have. <laughs> she had the opportunity to make this story better, and she screwed up. Well, I think that's a lot to ask of somebody to, when they tell a story, say, Hey... Instead of saying that you're talking to a person, say you're talking to a ghost. Hey, I was talking to my husband as I walked to the mailbox. Funny thing, he's been dead for 29 years. Anyways, <laughs> saw Bigfoot. Yeah, saw Bigfoot. Now, Made her cooler. I was walking to the mail. I was I was driving to the mailbox to talk to my husband, who's been dead for 29 years, and also I'm a lizard. Uh, <laughs> anyway, person, person, and also I have 14 arms. Uh, only two are visible. You have to really hunt and search for the other for the other 12. The rest are on my kids. And then I also float. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned that. I float, and I also belong to a small group. Uh, every Monday we meet and discuss the houses we've robbed, and it's a bunch of leprechauns that I that I know perfect yeah so there's plenty of things that you could do to uh, to amp up your stories anyways <laughs> continue her really vague boring story I didn't even tell the story yet you don't yeah, even know if it's boring okay you don't even, yeah, okay uh she stopped at the mailbox to talk to her husband uh he's been dead for 29 he's years. been dead for 29 years and she's a lizard uh continuing the quote quote my oldest son started mumbling something and when I looked back at him he is pointing at something I looked and didn't see anything at first. My husband was looking at well, but couldn't see anything. Suddenly, she adds, we spotted the creature, end quote. So husband and wife were talking, her oldest son. So obviously they have a minimum of two children. Maybe they're all in the backseat. I don't know. But the kid was going like, uh, can you get a lo- Can you believe what's going on? Classic movie thing. Get a load of this, right? And then the mom and the husband look where the son is pointing and mumbling, and they see a Bigfoot. Hmm. Quote, I couldn't speak. 
I was slapping my husband's arm and pointing at the thing. It was across the road on the other side of the creek. So it must be a pretty little area. There's a creek there. Yeah. On the right, there was an open pasture with cattle. It stood next to the fence, end quote. So I guess, according to this woman's report, the animal, which they're calling it, they're not calling it a Bigfoot, still the, the BFRO, the animal looked at the truck where they were. It caught eyes with them. I guess it was like decently far away. And the woman saw it looking at the truck, and then the woman continued to drive. Now, let's just play pretend and mm-hmm. say that her husband has not been dead for 29 years. Her husband is actually still okay, alive fine. by the mailbox. Did she just leave him there if there was a Bigfoot there? Did she just leave him by the mailbox? Because he was outside the car? Yeah, he was hanging out at the mailbox. Later, Rick. Yeah, did Rick just get to hang out by the mailbox? That's why I think Rick is dead. Ah, uh, yeah, it's easy to leave a ghost, a ghost somewhere. Yeah, yeah he'll figure right. it out. He's got it. Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got it. He's, he's a ghost. He's got it. Ghosts, you know, they have their thing. They got it. They got it. Continuing on with another quote. My son yelled to go back. I put the truck in reverse, but the thing was gone by then. It didn't appear to be scared of us. It was more of an uh-oh moment, she said, from this thing looking at them. When it turned towards our truck and saw us, it froze. I didn't move at all once it saw the truck. Okay, so I guess she just stayed she she stayed there. It was gone in seconds. When we rolled the windows down, it was quote or even more so quote creepy quiet. End quote. Okay, a problem with the story. I'm ready for it. A I think this is gonna be the same problem I have. Your kid tells you to go back so you do? Exactly. Exactly. B, why do we keep assuming that Bigfoots like have the same mentality as humans? Like, uh oh, it spotted me. Like if you saw a bear in the woods. Mm-hmm. The bear wouldn't have an uh-oh moment if you spotted it. It would probably either wander away, it would try to attack you, or it would just yeah, probably just wander away. Or kind of like go about it, go about what it's doing. Yeah, you don't get like the cartoon typical like, uh-oh. Yep, big, zip. <laughs> <laughs> big question mark above their head. Yeah. Like, Boop. yeah, it's not, I don't think that if Bigfoots exist, they have human feelings. Yeah, I think it's, they're probably more like a bear or something like that. Yeah, or just, yeah, I guess a wild intelligent animal yeah yeah it 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 really does we we put a lot of power in the bigfoot meaning that the way that we say bigfoots react to seeing us is like they watch the news and they read books and they're like you guys know that we're a pretty big deal and we're pretty secretive so whenever we see someone we have to run away because if they find us they're going to come after us well because think even if it was ape like or chimp like Sure. They're very similar to humans. Mm-hmm. But you, if you come up on a whole thing of apes, they're not going to like have an uh-oh moment. They're like either going to like fight you or run away. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll just stand their ground because they're like, well, we could easily rip your face right off. So Absolutely. we're just going to stay right here and you can go ahead. <laughs> you, can, you can go ahead is what, I, is what I think they would say. Well, the woman also said that this thing was, quote, uh, had a snout and it had a flat face and very long arms. Hmm. Quote, it had a flat face with a rounded head, but a pronounced brow, a la Cro-Magnon Man. It was about eight to nine feet tall, but its waist, which is about five foot, was about mm-hmm. five foot next to their posts they have around their enclosure with all their cattle. So it was a tall thing. Very tall thing, about eight to nine foot tall. To finish out the story, quote, 
We are in a secluded area and we all stay to ourselves out here. We don't talk about this to anyone and this is the first time we've shared our story. My whole little family saw this thing. My whole little family. Whole little, whole little big family. Oh, so they they're, they have two children. She said, so we have four people who now believe this thing is real. I don't know if they count the ghost husband as the fourth person. Or the two-year-old because it probably doesn't remember. Well, we don't know if it's a two-year-old or not because all we know is that she has an oldest son and then a younger child. Oh, okay. That's all we really know. Gotcha. So... That's but big... it mumbled words, so obviously its vocabulary isn't quite well, there yet. I think the, the, the oldest son was mumbling because she was talking to her husband. I think that implied that she couldn't understand him because he was mumbling because he was in shock seeing a Bigfoot. Gotcha. So, I don't know. Bigfoot hmm. in Oklahoma. And let's get a take. Lindsay, you think it's real? What do you think? Oh, for sure now? That's the story that convinced you that it's real? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never think Bigfoot stuff is real. You said, I think I asked you one time, you said you would have to see one and like really, like really see it. It would probably have to eat me yeah. for me to be like, oh, well, I was wrong. So do you think if you, I'm I'm still on the fence about Bigfoot in general anyways. And I've, you know, even though I think I've probably said before that I don't think it's real. Uh, who knows? Anything's possible, I guess. Well, not anything. But do you think do you <laughs> so basically you don't know yeah i don't know okay. um so do you think if you were to see something that looked exactly like a bigfoot walking around say some of the trails around here mm-hmm. would you think that that's a bear no even if you were close enough to see it that it looked like an ape would yeah. you still think oh a gorilla got out of the zoo Maybe. I don't know. Depending on what it looked like. If it looked gorilla-like, then yes. I'd still be in shock because I'd be like, what is a gorilla doing in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. In the woods. But I don't know. I would most likely think it was a bear or somebody messing with me. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what I would... I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. I would probably think that there was like some logical explanation, but my inner, however, however you're old would want to think, oh, goody, it's a big footy. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say every morning. Perfect. <laughs> oh, goody, it's a big footy. Lindsay, I'm done beating around the bush and I want to yeah. talk about proven government conspiracies that they thought were fake that are now proven to be real okay is that cool yeah what if what if you said no then it's like well i guess that's i guess that's it (laughs) i guess that's your segment then i guess that's all okay so i i like government conspiracy stuff and i like government cover-up things and whatever and i always think that they're always out to get us well because they are well and i think it's because they are (laughs) um but there, there are some that I left out because they were a little bit too intense for our show. Yeah. Um, but there are some that are creepy and weird that yeah. I guess were proven to be factual. Well, yeah. there's the whole, like, what, Agent or- Orange and stuff like that, which is creepy. Well, Agent Orange, I think, was a thing that they were deploying during Vietnam. Yeah, it was like a missile it was or like, something. I, I thought Agent Orange was essentially like, no, Agent Orange was a gas or something. Man, we're not smart. No, let's no. not talk about it anymore. Okay. So what are some things that happen? <laughs> well, I thought Agent Orange also was a punk band in like the 80s or the 90s. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, let's just move on. I think on. it was. So here's one. The CIA actually developed a gun for spies that would make people have heart attacks. And that was it. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there some kind of chemical in it mm-hmm. that would, like, make them die? There was a big case. Did you read any more about that? Well, I have some verbiage on it. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Um, so here are some words that I did not write that someone else wrote. As the theory goes, the CIA built a secret weapon in the 60s and 70s that could cause fatal heart attacks. 
The weapon shot a small poison dart that could penetrate clothing and left behind nothing but a tiny red dot on the skin, one that you could easily glance over. Right. Uh, the dart disintegrated on impact, and the target would only feel a small prick, similar to a bug bite. Since the poison denatured quickly, it could not be detected in an autopsy, which yeah. is so scary. It's now, wacky. The part where I said, which is so scary, that was not written. I said that part. <laughs> a quote, so scary, end quote. End quote. Yeah. Jordan Reed. Me. Yeah, I there. I am obsessed with the show Mysteries at the Museum. You know this. Oh, yeah. I'm like a 95-year-old woman. Well, but, I'll say 93. Okay. You know, I'm still pretty young, popping. Anyways, <laughs> they, poppin'. had a big, they had a big thing about it um, that they would usually, the conspiracy was they would kill people that were spies for them or would rat out information, like whistleblowers. Oh, yeah. And they would use it. So they wouldn't necessarily use it on, like, bystanders or, like... Like for war, no. they used it within their government, which is super creepy. Yeah, and I thought they would also use it for like, uh, like w- wouldn't they also use it? Or I, I guess it makes sense that they might use it for like spies that they had found out from other countries or whatever. But like, you're, I think so. Man, I guess you would really only need to use it in pretty particular situations. A gun yeah. that okay, this is a person of power or a person of interest. If they do an autopsy, we don't need anything coming back to us because they're such a high profile or an important person yeah man and like that's just one of the things that they've proven is a heart attack gun imagine all the stuff that wacky there's probably just so much wild stuff that we don't know about i know that i sound like can you guys believe that water is wet like i i (laughs) i I get it but i just like this this stuff fascinates me and scares me so much uh, here's one that might be kind of a no-duh. The CIA spied on and controlled the American media. Go figure. Here are some words that I did not write. CIA Project Operation Mockingbird spied on members of the Washington Press in 1963, 72, and 73. They also paid journalists to publish CIA propaganda, they wiretapped their phones, and they monitored their offices to keep tabs on their activities and all the people who were coming in to visit the Washington press. So definitive, they they, they paid some people to be like, hey, we're going to wiretap and also tap your phones. And also, we need you guys to put in these ads to all the press that's coming out around your area. Um, do it for us or else, because we're the CIA. Right. Well, when was Watergate? They did the same kind of setup with the Watergate scandal as well. Oh, yeah. There was wiretapping with that, wasn't there? I believe so. Yeah. I, I, man, this, this show, it's so funny because we get to pick what we bring in, but there are certain times on this show where I feel so dumb. <laughs> you're, you're not dumb. They're just crazy conspiracies and scandals that happen. And I think it's a lot to ask of every human being to know absolutely everything all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know everything. I So I'm going to say this, and I'm standing by it. If I'm wrong, don't care. Uh, Watergate was in the 60s. What was Nixon? <laughs> he was in the 60s. Are we actually going to look it up? I'm going to look it up. Do you want me to tell you the answer if I find it? Yeah. Well, when I find it? Yeah, please. Yeah. I think it was later. It was later. But you were close. Was I? Can 1972. I guess? Oh, I was going to guess 1972. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can I guess? Yeah. 1972. What month? Uh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Here we go. Now I'm going to feel smart. Yeah. Because I'm going to get it right. You said just a normal month of the year? Yeah. So like one of the 12 standard months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, November. No. Okay. Can I, I can I please have one more guess? Yes. July. Close. Yeah? Close. Well, what was it? June. 
Oh, okay. I thought you said you wanted one more guess. Oh, yeah. That was after I said November. I was just looking up the Beastie Boys lyrics of the, I can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'm going to set it straight, this Watergate. (laughs) What a good song. What a good music video, too. (laughs) I love the Beastie Boys. Here is one that I did not know. The government poisoned alcohol during Prohibition. Oh, yeah. So people get sick and not drink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't realize they weren't just like, it wasn't like they were going to like the, the, the Coors factory and putting some drippies in some of your Coors banquets. It was much more intense than that. So when the government banned alcohol in 1920, bootleggers would steal industrial alcohol used in like paints and fuels and solvents and medical supplies and stuff like that. And what they would do is they would take these industrial alcohols and they would re-distill them to make drinkable alcohol out of these industrial alcohols. So what the government would do is they found out about this and then the government changed the formula in all of these industrial alcohols without telling anybody. So when they would redistill them, it was almost impossible to make drinkable alcohol out of the redistilled industrial alcohols. So when they would drink the stuff that they thought they were redistilling just like a normal Tuesday or Thursday, whenever they did it, they would get sick and die. So people stopped doing it. Yeah, because they're like, oh, I must not be doing it right. But the government was so adamant that no one sip some scissorp again. Right. I feel like that might be a theme in this episode because that's typically what happens. We like say one thing, it pops back up later, and getting then it pops slappy. back up later. They were getting slappy on that on the sip. Yeah. Um, and they yeah we get sick and die because the government was poisoning industrial alcohol. That's so weird. I even think the whole idea of prohibition was weird because like imagine like tomorrow the government outlaws yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Right. Like, no one would be able to stop that. It would be like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) And they would find ways to do it. I feel like you and I, like, we don't particularly, and and yes, that is a hard word to say. We (laughs) don't particularly get slappy on the scissor. But like, even like, okay, so we're going to be on vacation soon. We might have like one or two cocktails get crazy. Yeah, like... I mean, here comes kinda, the time. We're kind you know, the more I do this podcast, the more I realize that we're kind of dorks. Kind of or a lot? Well, no, we're not even dorks because dorks can sometimes be cool. We're kind of like just old people. Fuddy-duddies? We're a little fuddy-duddy. Well, okay, but fuddy-duddy also, and that's all I have for today. So I want, I, I, <laughs> I, I really want to find out what we are. So fuddy-duddies, I think, are no fun and they complain all the time and they're not nice. Okay, well, we're not that. We're, okay, so a step Worse than that is curmudgeon. We're also not curmudgeons. Well, let's we're turn it into something duddies. positive so we're not bashing ourselves. Like, we're kind of just simple. anomalies. Oh, okay. You th- I, we're I think, just a simple anomaly. I think we're simple and we're anomalies in a way where, like, typically people our age are, I don't know, maybe, no, because I was going to say we're also a little adventurous. We are. When it comes to, like, but, like, very specific. You and I are very specific people. We're very hard to deal with, but not. <laughs> we're not hard to deal with. Like we're rude. It's just we're very we're very particular people. We are. But in, so is Molly. But here's here's what makes us even more particular. We're particular in a non like completely non snobbish way, non highfalutin way, non class way, non anything. We just have things that you and I like, and that's okay. Yeah. We're particular. I always have people tell us like. It's so weird that you guys can always 
hang out together. Mm-hmm. Like we really are each other's best friend. And so sometimes I think that we've been dead for years. Yeah. And we're just like ghosts living among the people. Why did you need to move your head like that when you said that? Because I was getting my point across. <laughs> because it's a ghost thing to do. I don't know. Move move your head around. Why'd you play the air guitar? Yeah, you know, good point. Touche. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is a thing. Like for our listeners at home, Lindsay and I have known each other since 2005. Not only that, we've been very, very, very Before close. That. Oh yeah, 2001. Yep. And we've been extremely close friends since and then we found out oh hey kissing and then we got (laughs) and then we got married because we're ghosts and the thing is is like Lindsay and i hang out and do absolutely every single thing together that it's terrifying it's scary it's scary that's why we have a scary show because we're scary that's what we are we're not funny duddies we're not dorks we're just scary in a yeah. good way. I think we're, how about, we're unusual. <laughs> we're strange and unusual. Or we're very idiosyncratic. Yeah. And that's the biggest word I know. So you're welcome. Everyone who keeps sending me texts like, you dumb idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get those a lot? That's sad. Uh, I think I get five or six texts an hour Yikes. from anonymous numbers that are like, you dumb idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> hey. And I just, I'm like, I... I don't need to prove my... I know a lot of big words. Okay. Well, let's go to haunted housekeeping. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. I don't know any other big words. Okay. We'll see everyone in the haunted housekeeping zone in three... Two... One. Our show, the one you're listening to right now, is a proud member of VidiSpace, an online streaming service founded by our good buddies Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. And there's all sorts of spooky stuff on there. Yeah, you can look up anything spooky or paranormal adjacent. There's stuff about the Mothman. There's stuff about ghosts. There's scary movies. Pretty much anything you want to be scared of is on there. They have a live stream of the monsters under every single one of your beds. And it's very scary and you can see him and like say your name's Carol. The monster's under there and it's like gonna get you Carol. And you know it's the real monster under your bed. We all know that monsters don't like Carol. No, monsters do not like Carol. We have the Ghost Crier crew on there. We have Ghost Vlogs with Marielle Pabst. A bunch of fun new projects. The Ghost Girls Paranormal. The Spirits of Malvern, which is now on Amazon Prime, part of Viddy Space. All sorts of fun stuff. You can go to www.viddy.space on your computer or your cellular phone and start streaming and screaming. Or you can download the Viddy Space app on your iPhone or your Android. there It's on Roku now. I believe there's a Space specific thing in the Amazon Prime video thingy. Yes. How cool is that? And you can also find our show on Space. Absolutely. We are also proud members of the Scavengers family at thescavengersnetwork.com. Scavengers Network is brought to you by our boss, baby boy, baby boy, boy, boy boss, uh, Colin Parker, and has a wonderful group of people that also have amazing podcasts on 
there, including us. Yeah, there's shows on there. I don't know. Radio, Historical Hotties, Journey Under 30, Insanely Haunted, Morgan Needs a Podcast, and one of my personal favorites, Myth Takes, which is a tabletop role-playing game podcast based off of Monster of the Week. They just finished up their third arc, and the fourth arc will be starting soon, and I'm going to be back on that fourth arc, and I'm very excited to be a part of it. You know what I'm excited for, though? Yes. Is the Patreon that we have on the Scavengers Network. You can donate anywhere from, what, a dollar to whatever amount of money you want to give us. Maybe you want to give us $3 million a month. That's your journey. You can go to patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network and become a donor to the network and help support each of our shows and the network in general every month. You'll get exclusive bonus content, clips, believe some of the tiers, depending on how much you donate per month, give you discounts in the Scavengers Network store. All sorts of fun stuff. You can help keep the spooky lights on for us as well. Maybe we can travel to haunted locations. Maybe we can get some fun guests on our show. Who knows? Yeah, we want to bring spooky to you. So bring spooky to us by giving us a dollar. W-I-D-K Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fishstick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side. <laughs> Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk. And it came out of a cow or whatever. This is a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The Professor. I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. It's I Don't Know Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and unfortunately, everywhere else. Welcome back. Hope you tidied up. We tidied up. Nope. No, we didn't do anything. We just sat here. I burped twice. And you burped twice. (laughs) Okay, well, this week... Yeah? I have a scary story for everyone. Oh. It's a real scary story. Okay. That was told by some guy on the internet. We're going to call him. Okay. You say... You say first name, I'll say last name, but it has to be super quick, like really quick. When you have your first name, you let me know when you're ready, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna blurt my last name right after yours. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Go. Brad. Granted. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um. <laughs> I tried so. to say Robertson. I tried to say Robertson. Yeah, it didn't sound like that at all. What did it sound like? Berdingston. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that it? <laughs> Ready. You said all right, like you were going to say something afterwards, and then you just stared at me. All right. Okay. All, all right, right. So are you ready to scare your spooky little socks off? I'm going to scare my own socks off? Yeah, you're not even wearing socks, so that's even the scarier What part. kind of story is this? It's a pretty creepy story. You're going to tell me the story, but I'm going to scare my own socks off. Yeah. Wow, this is really smart. What a smart show. I'm going to scare a fart out. Hey. Hmm. Okay, so this is an actual, well, real story that someone told on Reddit that I found, and I thought it was really creepy. Okay, so now you, I understand the whole thing, but this is just for an, an argument for the sake of argument. Yeah. Bigfoot stories, because it seems far-fetched, mm-hmm. are far-fetched. Yeah. So what makes this story 
not far-fetched. Because it doesn't seem exaggerated, and it seems very odd Okay. that I could almost see someone telling this story because it was in a list of other stories, and this person was like, listen, I got one for you. <laughs> listen, I'm going to cut the this crap. This is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. Cool. Okay. I'm ready for it. I mean, I believe it because I think people are weird. People are weird, and yeah, I was just, I thought that uh, I'm ready for it. Okay, and I really want to tell this story too because I was researching and looking up stories and this has to deal with the topic of walking home alone. Yeah, never a good idea. And in the dark. Yeah. Because there are so many of my friends and stuff that have told me stories about like, oh, it's no big deal. I've just walked home. Yeah. And it's like, have a buddy. Yeah, if we, Lindsay and I don't really take a lot of stands on this show because we don't really feel like it's the nature of the show. But I guess this is a really good public service announcement to anyone who feels like walking home alone when it's nighttime. Just be smart. Just have your phone. Be smart. Or just, yeah, There's get too a many ride. people being kidnapped. I agree. Okay, so I will start the story. I forget what the guy's name was. Brad Grandgrenrest. Barfton Craftist. Okay, so this is a guy, too. Okay. Usually you hear about girls being alone and creepy things happening, but this happened to a guy. So about five years ago, he lived in a downtown major city in the U.S. He did not say where he was from. It's always been, I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was definitely not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend a lot of time thinking. Seems pretty typical. I mean, I've done it before. Same here. And never really thought that it would be an issue. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, never really once had a reason to feel afraid. Um, I always used to joke with my roommate roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. Um, (laughs) But it all changed after one evening. This must be somewhere in the Midwest where everyone's just painfully oh, nice. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, oh sorry. I accidentally spilled my. Spilled I'm my, ro- I spilled I'm my heroin. <laughs> I'm robbing you. I spilled my heroin. Can you help me pick it up? And I'm going to take your money. Oh, and just oh. going to take your wallet real quick. And oopsie daisy. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Oh, oh. So it was a Wednesday, somewhere between one and two in the morning. That's late. I was walking near a police patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. So, I mean, obviously people are around and even if it's that late there would probably be patrolmen around so i guess you're walking in an okay area yeah for that early in the morning it was a quiet night even for um a weeknight there was very little traffic but some and i felt pretty safe walking in the park like i do on most nights it was pretty completely empty but still felt pretty safe I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was a silhouette of a man dancing. Oh, yuck. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking, but heading straight for me. So it's weird. He sees a silhouette... This guy is doing the waltz. If you know the waltz, you kind of do in a box motion. But each time he would finish a box, it would kind of get closer and closer to him. One, two, three. Stab, two, three. Kick, two, three. Yeah, waltzy, dancey. Waltzy, stabby, dancey. Stabby. Stabby, crazy. What other? Creepy. Any other? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him 
the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how graceful he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. Oh, no. So basically, he's realizing he's dancing pretty gracefully. I don't think he's drunk. But that's a good, you know, theory to have. Like, oh, this guy's drunk. It's 2 a.m. You know, he's being weird in the street. For sure. I, I, I saw a guy one time in San Diego who was obviously inebriated who was dancing with a, a street light. So I think <laughs> dancing is a sure... Is a, it's just a happy, drunky thing, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of sipping on this syrup again. Exactly. Speaking of silly <laughs> sips for Saturday sips. Go waltz and be creepy. He danced closer still, but I could make out his face. His eyes were wide open His head was tilted back slightly, and he was kind of looking off into the dark sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. I hate that. So he's kind of just dancing and smiling and like looking off into nowhere. No, not a fan. Not a fan of that that human being. So between the glaze of his eyes and his smile, he decided to cross the street before the dancing got any closer to him. Good. Good move. Rightfully so. Good move. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back a little bit nervous and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me but still looking skyward. This is... Smile still wide on his lips. I hate this so now he's just stopped dancing yes and just staring at the sky kind of past him but smiling really big creepy i I, this is really scary like would you what would you do in that situation i would run as fast as i could now the joke answer i would i would start peeing violently everywhere (laughs) so he or i would run at the guy number number oneing as yeah. I was number one, I'd That's your run. Defense. Yep, it sure is. No I'd violence, just just peeing. screaming as loud as I could, <laughs> and number oneing the entire time. And I would <laughs> attack this guy if he didn't run. If he, if he wasn't moving, I'd say, "Here comes, here I come." <laughs> and and then, you would be the creepy guy. Yes, I would turn around him, and I would number oh. one on this guy as I was screaming and flailing my arms like E Honda from Street Fighter. Okay. I mean, that's a good way to look at the fight. You could just turn it around and then you're the crazier one. Yeah, and then I pee his pants. (laughs) Okay, so Brad here was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again a little bit faster, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about a half a block between us, I turned away for him from a minute to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead were completely empty. Still unnerved, I look back to see where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved, but still a little unnerved, until I noticed him. He had now crossed the street and was slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure in the distance and the shadows, but he was certainly facing me. So he's a half block away now. Sees that he crossed over the street and is crouched, crouching like an like like some sort of a still weird facing him creature. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I looked away from him for no more than ten seconds, so it was clear that he had moved across the street pretty fast. I was so shocked. I stood there for some time, staring at him, 
And then he started moving towards me again. No, 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 no. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps as if you were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I so he was doing the like exaggerated run. tiptoe run. You know who this guy is kind of sounding like, and I hate to say it? The devil? Doug Jones. <laughs> But Doug would be really polite and nice. Yes, but Doug, you and I have seen him in person and we've both hugged him and it was probably one of the most warmest emotionally <laughs> experiences of my life. But the way he moves is so slow and serpentine. So it's like Doug Jones's evil twin. Twin. Doug Jones's alter ego, Jug Dones. Oh no. Classic Jug Dones. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray. But I didn't have a cell phone or anything. I didn't have anything. I just stood there completely frozen as a smiling man crept toward me. Then he stopped again Ugh. about a car's length away from me. That's He was that close? That close. Gosh, that's far enough to pee. You ask me. It's <laughs> far enough to pee. He was still smiling and looking up towards the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind, which was just, what the... And it came out kind of as a whisper. Yeah. So he was very, very scared. I'm very scared and I feel selfish because I wasn't even in this situation. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard my own voice and that only made me more afraid, but he didn't react at all. He just stood there smiling. So after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away. Just like that. Oh. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away that he was almost out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't dancing or moving anymore. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He had danced away from me and now was coming back, running full force. Oh my gosh. I ran too. I ran until I could not catch my breath. My legs burned and I kept looking behind me. He was nowhere to be found at one point and then the rest of his way home, he kept glancing over his shoulder expecting to see his smiling face, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night and never went for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look intoxicated at all. He looked completely normal except just utterly insane and very, very scary. Ooh. That's my scary story. That's a very scary story. Now, what do you think? Because you asked me before this if you thought it was actually a legit story or not. What do you think? I feel like that's a legit. I, I feel like that's legit. I do too because there, it doesn't seem like something someone would make up. And the other stories that I was seeing on this Reddit thread were, you know, a man tried to get me into his car and they were the typical stories. And this one was like. Which are still scary. Right. But this one was very much so like. You won't believe the story. Impossibly scary. But seriously. I think that that is true because I haven't had many experiences in Ohio. I when for our, I, I know that you know this, Lindsay, but I lived in Portland, Oregon for two years. Yes. And I had some like, they weren't like nowhere, they, they were nowhere near this level, mm -hmm. but I've had a few people 
who I believe were inebriated for sure, but who maybe, I don't know if they were homeless or right. if they lived in like some sort of a shelter or something, who followed me for a while, uh, like screaming obscenities and stuff. And that's really scary. And yeah. that was during the day. And I think this could very much happen. And you think when he tells the story that, yeah, maybe they were under the influence of something, which they could have been. They very well could have been. But he just said he, with his grace and the way he was moving, it almost seemed like he was messing with him. It seems like it because if you were to get a car's length away and then turn around and start walking away and then run forward again, I wonder what would have happened if he didn't move. If the guy would have stopped and then walked away again, like a false charge or something. That's scary. And like, oh, go go ahead. I'm sorry. This is the reason that I believe the story is because you look at certain cases. Like, I know we've talked about Ted Bundy a lot, but we've talked about a long time ago, a Ted Bundy case of near misses, basically, with serial murders. Yeah. And that girl just saw the car sitting in the parking lot, the Volkswagen, the infamous Volkswagen. Yeah. And he got out smiling and asking for help. And that kind of makes me believe that I think this guy might have been doing something similar is messing with someone that was obviously out and about for Mm. maybe weird, crazy murder purposes. It very well could have been. I mean, because we don't know what happened, this person could have literally been after anything. Right. It could have just been this this person could have been messing with this storyteller, could have not been. Uh, But this this makes me rethink like there there were a few times in Portland, where I had like a few of the issues, I mean, it's, it's definitely it's it's not a bad city at all. But there's no. just the 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 homeless population there is higher because the the city takes such good care of the homeless people. Right. Um, but either way, there were times where I would walk from my brother and sister in law's house into downtown Portland and back at like midnight. Yeah, I mean... And I never had any of these experiences, but like, what was I doing? Right, and that's why I just wanted to say something before I read this story, because I think we're becoming more and more aware of like, hey, the buddy system is a good idea, or let people know where you're going. I mean, he had a roommate that would probably know, hey, if he ended up going missing, he likes to go for walks and stuff, but like, be informative. Let people know where you are. He didn't have a cell phone on him. He didn't have pepper spray on him. He had no defense. Like, even having a phone, they can ping your phone. They can find your phone. You can call someone. Like, I just think it's super important to be aware of your surroundings because that, not only is that a creepy story, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really realistic. It's extremely realistic. Yeah. So, let that be a lesson to everybody. Be smart. And I didn't mean to make this really serious, but... Oh, it's okay. I mean... It's I, a creepy story. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like if there's one stand that we can take and it's a universal positive message, be smart. Absolutely. Don't walk alone at night. And I think that's okay. And I think that that doesn't put us on either side of any social debate, political debate, religious debate, anything. This is a very, this this is just very helpful information for the human race. <laughs> now, to make it kind of funny, so I was thinking about the guy that was dance walking and waltzing around. Yeah. I'm thinking like, what if he wasn't, his intentions weren't to be spooky at all? Like, what if he really liked dancing and he had like a big audition and he's like, gotta get practicing because I got an audition tomorrow. It's pretty 
crazy. It's important. I know it's two in the morning, but like I got to go get some fresh air and I got to get this practicing. And maybe he had headphones in because a lot of times people are talking on their phones nowadays Mm -hmm. and I don't realize they have headphones in. I think they're talking to themselves. So he had headphones in. He was listening to the new Ariana Grande album. Sure. He was dancing. And then he noticed someone and he's like, oh, I'm going to ask that person if they think I'm doing a good job dancing. Am I the dancing boy? And this creepy person, like, I want to know if this, the waltzy guy wrote a story about the other guy and was like, this guy kept just standing there. I kept like coming up and then he ran away and then he was whisper yelling at me. Probably not. Probably not. But that was probably trying to take (laughs) my, my less serious aspect of it. Yeah. That's it. My, that's my creepy story this week. That's a lot. That's a lot to handle. Did it scare good, your socks off? It scared. If I would have been wearing socks, I would have been so nervous that I would have like squirmed and taken them off. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for Pulled sure. Pulled your socks off. Yeah, I would have for sure. Okay. Good story, Lens. Thanks. You're welcome. And, you know, you get your summer campfire story now. Yeah, no kidding. It's a really good campfire story. Creepy. Well, before we go and before we wrap up here, uh, again, there is a sale going on 10% off the entire Scavengers Network store. Uh, If you get something, let us know. Tweet at us. Tweet at the Scavengers Network. We're on Twitter and Instagram at spooky underscore spouses. Let us know if you're getting a little spooky mug or something fun. Yeah. And let the Scavengers Network know. And as always, uh, so we don't forget, uh, just so you guys know. Hey, well. All right, and there <laughs> that Will is. Big Will came back? <laughs> Big Will came okay. back. Yeah, Big Will came back. And also, uh, I know that we mention it in the Haunted Housekeeping, but again, um, we're trying to expand the network, grow the network, do more exciting things, bring more fun things to each and every one of you because uh, each and every one of you means so much to us. So if you'd like to, if you've been considering it and you're like, you know, maybe today's the day, we do have a Patreon. We'd love your support. It would mean the world to us. Patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Two bucks a month. That's all. Perfect. Perfect. We'd also like to give a thank you to our flute-armed little buddy, Eli Rexford Chambers, for writing our music at the beginning, middle, and end. Um, You can find him at Eli, who does music, on Instagram or Twitter. And he's a special boy, and he's a sweet boy, and... He's a meat boy. He's a meat boy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Eli... I feel like he cooks fish a lot. He's a fish boy. He's a fish boy, but that's fine because fish is delicious. He's our little grouper buddy. He's our... uh, I literally cannot think of any other fish. He's our... Tilapia teammate. He's our bass buddy. (laughs) Eh, Whatever. Uh, We'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network and our beautiful boss baby boy brisket buddy colin m parker a lot of great shows over at the scavengers network um you can find the scavengers network and all the shows on twitter and instagram at scavengers net there's a website scavengersnetwork.com if you haven't dived in did doven divdendend into any of the other shows on the network there's a lot of variety there's yeah, a lot so of fun in. stuff so go ahead and just derf right into them <laughs> <laughs> hey scavengers network derf on in buddy that should be our motto derf up derf out and derf in but don't derf <laughs> through uh well hey until next week have a nice week Aww. <laughs> you know what have a wonderful week yeah 
I know we say it all the time, but Lindsay and I are very appreciative of all of you who listen, and it really means the world to us because we like doing this, and that's it. That's all. Okay, so have a creepy Monday. Yeah. Yeah, metal. Research conspiracies on Tuesday. Oh, the air guitar came back. I'm getting a full-on concert. Yeah, just a couple of riffs. Have a good week. Okay, we'll see each and every one of you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, well then, all right, later. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another one? Um, all right, okay, all right then. Uh, well, I think, yep, I think that about does it, so I'll see ya. So, yep. Well, yeah, no, I got something soon, so I'll see you later. I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark on this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now. <laughs> uh. Oh, oh boy. Uh, uh.